told you about my Chromatica Oreo story. No, 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 no. Are these in stores now? So they went, they became public. Okay. The IPO went public um, about Stonks. three or four days ago, I think. I think maybe it was... I think maybe it was Friday or Saturday. I was like, okay, so they're going everywhere. Uh-huh. The closest thing to me is a Target. Sure. Right? So I was like, Target's got to have them. And I went online, and thankfully, the Target app, I typed in Chromatic Oreos, and it came up. Oh, okay. And I was like, I'm going to do an in-store pickup for them. I'm going to order them now so that they're held for me. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Because the faggots love get Gaga. <laughs> They're going to get those chromatic Oreos. I can get them. <laughs> that, right? that was actually trending earlier. Hashtag faggots for Gaga. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. So I did that. And I also ordered toilet paper and paper towels so that my trip to Target made more sense. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just for some fucking Well, shit. you do realize now that the person who put your order together, I don't know where this, where this story is going, but they put gay Oreos into a bag along, along with paper towels. <laughs> And toilet paper. So they were like, this gay is ready for a bash. You know, <laughs> they, they've got stuff to clean up their fluids. They've got Oreos for in between <laughs> snacking. You know, they were like, good God, I am enabling. They went ahead and threw some condoms in there while they were at it. They threw a few enemas in there. You know, you gotta be good. Absolutely. Go. Here, stick this up your butt too. Here's a carrot. <laughs> and, I ordered it and I was ready to go. I was I went to work immediately after. So I was like, I'll pick it up on my way home from work. I got a message from Target that was like, uh-oh. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. And I looked and it said, we went to go get your Oreos off the shelf and there were no more left. <sighs> and I mean, I literally, I went to the Target app. There weren't any there. I checked back 30 minutes later and they shown up. Oh. And I was like, okay. Well, they just got in stock. <laughs> they just picked them up. I'll try again. And... It fucked up. But Target was like, you know what? You did all this work. We will send you them for free and waive the shipping fee. Oh. So I am getting three packs of Chromatica Oreos sent to my house. It's not even on my Target app. Like, it doesn't even exist in the database. And then I went I went to Target the other day to actually pick up the toilet paper and the paper towels that I ordered. And I was like, I might as well walk around, see what's going on, <laughs> see what's going up in this bitch. Sure, what's happening at a Target in your local area? Right, and I went there, and that's when I sent you the milk bar stuff because oh, yes, they yes, had yes. milk bar at my Target. Yes, I'm secretly a milk bar cuck. I will pay <laughs> infinite amount of monies for desserts. We love a what's her name, Chris? Christine. Christina Tosi. Christina Tosi. Yes. Yeah, she's she's a great bitch. And um, yes, I actually recently realized that I I've been going through the mental list here and there, here and there. I I remember getting wronged back in July when I had my car broken into and everything was stolen. And I keep remembering things that have gotten stolen, like that I have forgotten about and didn't. You've never told the story on the podcast that they don't know that all your shit was stolen. (laughs) And I had, I had to itemize all my shit for insurance purposes, but here and there it comes back to me. Well, shit, that was also stolen, you know? And I realized that my Christina Tozzi milk bar cookbook was also stolen. So gonna have to buy a new one. Guess so. You know what? That's that's honestly why you should move to DC is because we have not one milk bar, but two milk I'm bars. I'm saying I'm ready. So yeah, I went and I walked to the Oreo section. Sure. Just, All just the to Oreos make sure. of the world. Yeah. Mega stuff, uh-huh. double stuff, regular stuff. They have Lady Gaga Oreos that are not the chromatical Oreos, but the ones that you buy. And inside there's like a code where you could enter in to like do a Zoom meeting with Lady Gaga. I was like, I don't want to do that. I mean, yes, I love Lady Gaga, but inside the Oreo? Why would I, inside the packaging, uh, like you rip open the thing okay. and there's like a code to enter into a drawing to like do something with her. Right. I love her, but like I wanted the pink Oreos, right? <laughs> right. You got to match your, your outfit. You got to match your nails. Yeah. And, uh, 
they didn't have the chromatical ones. And and I'm and so. I'm sad that you saw all the different the stuff stuff and didn't make the joke that you love when it's stuffed. I love when it's mega stuff. There you go. Well, but wow. I am interested because some people are saying that they taste better than regular Oreos, and I'm like, maybe it's kind of like the Halloween ones, which taste better than regular Oreos. Yeah, but they just taste better to you. Other people agree that the orange ones are better. Uh, I mean, sure. I I don't. Aren't they just like uh oh Oreos with green? Green coloring. So it's pink on the outside and green on the inside. So I guess technically they are uh, Oreos with green coloring. Yeah. Um, but they also have, I guess there's chromatic symbols on each Oreo. Yeah. So there is like different artwork on that sort of thing. Sure. Um, but I am excited because there's a gluten-free Oreo coming out. Right. Right, right, right. So I'm hoping, I don't know if I can eat that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't actually read the ingredients. So wait a minute. All this is to say that I'm just now, just now connecting the dots. You were trying to order Chromatica Oreos when... You are currently not supposed to be eating Oreos whatsoever. Is that correct? Right. I will not eat them until I can. Because <laughs> um, I'm assuming they'll stay fresh as long as I don't open it. You know, Oreos are made like years in advance and they just sit there <laughs> yes. on the shelves. So this, I'm assuming that they'll be okay. This has been, you know, this has been sitting in a warehouse and Gaga has been waiting to pounce. I mean, I bet you Chromatica Oreos were like in the works back in May when Chromatica came out. Oh, that's true. You know? Yeah. And she's like, you know what? We might as well release it now. Because I realized they had it in some stores next to all their Valentine's Day stuff because it's pink. Valentine's Day is pink. Sure. You know, it kind of makes sense. So we'll see what happens. But they're supposed to come tomorrow as well as my all my Adidas shit that I bought. So. Well, you've had a busy week. I know. I bought a lot of stuff that I don't have money for. <laughs> <laughs> but I got my stimulus check. So finally, I have $600 that. Woohoo! I know. I was like, $600? <laughs> I can buy I can buy Oreos. Thank God. I can buy, Oreos. I can buy Lives Luxuries. Wow. I think I'm gonna I saved three hundred because I want to get a tattoo. And then the other three hundred, I was like, whatever, we'll buy some Oreos. <laughs> yeah, and toilet paper. We'll have a ranger. We'll throw a ranger. Exactly. Well, welcome to the best of <laughs> season one of Glee. We're excited to have you. Um, you must have, you must have heard that we were 76th on the Swedish charts and therefore wanted to take us right to 75 and you joined and you subscribed and you liked and you shared and you went to the TikTok cause Dalton told you 14 times last episode. And then you joined and you are listening now and into your ear holes. This is the best of exactly. And here's Megan with her favorite parts of season one of Glee. My favorite moment from Glee season one probably has to be before the Faithfully performance when Rachel goes to tell Finn, break a leg, and he says, I love you to her. Um, I think it's kind of a turning point for both characters, and it softens them both in that moment. Um, And without it, I don't think that performance would have been as powerful or iconic as it was. And it's just very endearing as an audience member to watch this happened between these two characters. Also, fuck you, Zach. Finn's the best. We also had Callie on the show. And to be twice, <laughs> three times. And to be completely honest with everyone, I could not tell the three of these gals apart if I was asked to. If I was asked, who's Megan? Who's Callie? Who's Jesse? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, well, let me go into this. So, <laughs> Callie was on this show three times. I called Megan attractive on camera. And you did. Callie is the one who got the Taco Bell delivered. No, no, the Chipotle delivered. Yes, during us recording. Where I apologize to listeners, probably the worst audio we've ever yes, had. Yes, that's where we actually lost some listeners and never recovered. <laughs> and Jesse is the f- second? First guest. Oh, first guest we had who sang live on the show. Which was... Iconic, Iconic, honestly. That might be my favorite part of our show, is that Jesse Zayn on it. Well, this is, this, is, this is the time to air the grievance or to air your favorites. And give me money when I'm in need. Yeah, she's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold nigger. Why am I town that digs on me? I've, I've lost the key. <laughs> Callie is a staple of the show. She has been on not once, not twice, but three times, including the uh, critically not acclaimed <laughs> Susical so bad. or whatever the fuck that's that was. So the bad. Grinch. That's what it was. The Grinch. And here she is sharing some of her favorite moments, because why not? Hello, everyone. This is Callie McMurray. Some of my favorite moments in season one were some of the cringiest because I think they're iconic and they are living rent-free in my brain. Thong song. We all know that William Schuster should go to jail for that performance, but no other show has done what Thong song did, so I think it deserves a mention. Similar vein, you're having my baby when um, Finn sings to Quinn's family that she is pregnant with his child, even though she's not actually so unique trailblazing extraordinary we love it and then run run joey run i think about run joey run all the time i have watched that video so many times like honestly it's up there with how much i watch my favorite clips so it deserves a spot uh in this in this clip and then love the entire plot line of terry's fake pregnancy i it's just so deranged and i love it but then, of course, the greatest moments in the season were every single time Jesse St. James was there. He's the love of my life, and he's extraordinary. Some of my favorite performances in season one, I Say a Little Prayer, performed by the Unholy Trinity. How could it not be? And then some of the songs with my boy Jesse, Total Eclipse of the Heart, with all that amazing ballet action with Rachel, love it. Another One Bites the Dust in Bohemian Rhapsody. Only Jonathan Groff could do Freddie Mercury justice like that, and that's all I'll say. Then Rose's Turn, which is Kurt singing Everything's Coming Up Kurt. That song gives me instant chills if I just think about it. Dream On with William Schuster, shockingly, and Neil Patrick Harris. Such a great performance. And lastly, The Boy Is Mine with our queens, Santana and Mercedes. And last but not least, here is Jesse our vocal performance queen. I'm also going to link down below when it was like the last day of Trump's presidency, her and a bunch of people she knows performed a cover of One Day More from Les Mis. It was iconic, to say the least. Did they like do like a spoof of the James Corden bit? No, they didn't. But it, I thought that was cute that they the James Corden did. That was but so they, good. Um, they just sang the song, but it was like she sang the um, the Colette part, which I didn't know Jesse had that range. I was like, oh shit, bitch, <laughs> you hit those notes. Okay, bitch. <laughs> Here is Jesse sharing her favorite parts of season one 
of Glee. Hey everyone, it's Jesse Stewart, and I was a guest on the second episode of the podcast, and one of the first things I have to mention is the introduction of the Unholy Trinity. I mean, Say a Little Prayer is just iconic. Uh, the dance moves, the harmonies, I just love it. Another favorite performance from earlier in the season is Bust the Windows Out Your Car, because Mercedes is just incredible in that. I mean, she's a queen, like... She can sing my face off, and I feel like that's one of the first times that we really get to see her shine, and I really appreciate it. Speaking of queens, I have to talk about Queen Kristen Chenoweth. I mean, she just slays every time she enters the screen as April Rhodes. Um, One of my favorite performances that she's in is One Less Bell to Answer and a House Not a Home mashup that she has with Mr. Shu. I didn't really think I would include anything with Mr. Shu, um, but it's really because of Kristen Chenoweth, and it's just a really, really beautiful duet. And on a wicked note, I have to mention the wickedly talented Adele Dezeen, a.k.a. Adina Menzel, who is also my queen. Um... Some of my favorite performances with her are uh, Funny Girl and her duet of Poker Face with Rachel. We can't really go talking about the best moments of season one without mentioning just the whole Lady Gaga episode. I mean, there's so many good performances and great costumes and sets and that. It just brings me back to a different time, an easier time in life. Um, But the performance in that episode that really sticks out to me is Bad Romance, particularly um, Santana really belting there in the middle. I mean, it's just chef's kiss. It's amazing. The other icon episode worth mentioning is the Madonna episode. I mean, there's just so many good songs in it. I mean, they're Madonna songs, but I really like the Like a Virgin performance. I like that there's all the different characters and all their different partners all kind of in that. And um, I just think it's a really fun song with so many people involved. Another episode worth mentioning is the mashup episode. Um, I mean, you really can't top Halo and Walking on the Sunshine. Like, who would have thought that those songs really go together? But they really, really pulled that one out. And the boys mashup is really good. Um, I think it's Confessions and It's My Life. And um, that's also really good. It just doesn't really compare to Halo and Walking on Sunshine, in my opinion. But good job. Another performance I have to mention is Imagine um, that the Glee Club performed with the Deaf School. Um, That performance is just incredibly moving. I mean, Mercedes singing and um, the Deaf students doing sign language and the Deaf students speaking through it all. I mean, it gives me chills every time I watch it. And last but not least for performances, I have to mention Don't Rain on My Parade. I mean, Leah Michelle freaking kills it. It's Absolutely one of my favorite musical theater songs. Um, I've heard it sung many, many times, and it's really hard to top her rendition of it, in my opinion. I mean, she really just knocks it out of the park. And even though she's not my favorite character or my favorite person in life, um, you just can't deny that that girl can just sing her face off. And it's just so, so impressive. Some non-musical things that I liked about season one um, are Sue's Corner, even though she is reckless and crazy. um, Her commentary just never fails to make me laugh. So Another is that Artie is holding up the sign that says jump while everybody's jumping on the mattresses while they perform jump. (laughs) I just think like that never fails to make me laugh. It's hilarious. And then last but not least is just the charm that we all have pretending that Finn is a good singer. (laughs) I mean, just just that we all really believe that he could be the leader 
of the Glee Club. Like, he could really carry the male vocals, especially um, opposite to Leah Michelle. Like, we really just went head in for that, that he was a good singer. Um, I'm sorry, Finn, but you're just you're just so bad. Um, but <laughs> it just took me back to watching it the first time and, and really admiring him. And, um, yeah. So there's a little bit of nostalgia in that one, but I don't know. <laughs> the thing that I almost forgot is uh, Jonathan Groff, a.k.a. Groff Sauce for you Hamilton people. Um, Jonathan Groff is amazing, even though I didn't really know who he was at the time when I first watched it. I definitely do now, and I'm a huge fan, and it's just amazing to see, like, how much he's grown from that and also just, like, how much he was doing before that, like Spring Awakening and all that stuff. And he his voice is just top freaking notch. Like, it's really, really hard to beat. But yeah, I think that does it for me for favorite moments of season one in Glee. I'm sure there are moments that I'm missing because there's just so many stellar performances and moments in the whole thing. But um, yeah, that's just my two cents. So let me know what you think. And I'm anxious to hear what everybody else thinks. Thanks, y'all. Have you seen Into the Woods? I sent you an Into the Woods thing. No. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I saw it in theaters. Okay, good, good, good. Because um, Meryl Streep and Into the Woods. It's actually what I was almost going to watch until, like I said last episode, I watched A Bug's Life instead. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, I love Into the Woods. Jesse and I had this huge conversation the other day about it because I, low-key, my goal in life would be to play the witch, a.k.a. Meryl Streep, and into the woods. And that's the greatest thing you've ever said. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll say it now. And that's the gayest thing you've ever said. I just think that that would be amazing. But I think if I was actually in into the woods, I would want to be Rapunzel's prince. So not Prince Charming, who Cinderella is with, but Rapunzel's prince, <laughs> who gets blinded by the witch. <laughs> he sings agony with his brother. The longest I have. I've seen it once. I don't know. Sure. It's on Disney Plus. Sounds iconic. It was iconic. Okay. So, Zach, we've been, every episode of Glee, we share our favorite songs. Yes, I can confirm that is true. And I'm wondering, what is, what is, what are, what are thou, what light through yonder window break, Um, what are your top, let's go with top five favorite songs of season one. Now, I was asked to think about these. Like, you know, I won't even pretend. Okay, spoiling. I won't even spoiling pretend. Spoiling my pretending. <laughs> well. The, the fantasy I created in my head. There's no fucking way I can, I can, you know, play <laughs> off as if these just randomly came to mind. So I was sent a Wikipedia list, which will be linked down below, so that I could easily go through. And my criteria for this was to go through this list, and as soon as something stuck out to me in a good way, that it must be something that I really liked because a lot of times I was looking at this list and I was like, when the fuck did these songs happen? You know, <laughs> like if the Glee version did not come to my ears and the actual version came to my ears, I was like, Oh no, no, no. And I will say the list shares songs that happened in like the background. Like okay. it's like, okay, that's helpful. You know, yeah. weren't actually performed by Rachel Berry on stage. It was like, Oh, this song happened while she was walking down the hallway with, 
fen gotcha. or something like that. That makes know? sense. Well, I think we should go back and forth. My top five and your top five. Sure. Do we want to start at number five? I don't, I didn't order mine. Should I have ordered mine? Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, you know what? They're in order. We're okay. We're okay. Number okay. five. My number five is the song that got it started for me. It's the song that I thought would, that would and should be featured in a show about high school choirs because it was the first Gold time. <laughs> no, because it was the first time that there were a good, no, that, wow, that there was a good performance happening on the screen. It's vocal adrenaline rehab by Amy Whitehouse. And I said, look at this team go little. Did I know that they would become a constant enemy slash have a star that needed to be that actually Jesse was not in that first performance, but (laughs) they they needed to really (laughs) highlight uh, that team. So that is the one that got it started for me. It's the first thing that made me feel something rehab. Rehab is good. It's actually in my, um, Tune in to my YouTube channel because I don't know what I'm doing there. But at one point, <laughs> I will have a video go up that is my it, that is me ranking all 22 episodes of Glee and me ranking my top 25 songs of this season. So head in there. But my fifth song, my number five of my top five, is The Boy Is Mine, performed by Santana and Mercedes when they're fighting over Puck. Oh, I think that you didn't know that song, but when I was in high school, that song was like my jam by Brandy. And it was just, it was so good. It was such an iconic moment. Then like in the classroom, like passing notes back to each other, being mad at each other. And then, then them almost fighting in the choir room. Yeah. (laughs) Like it was a great moment. It's not hard to see the boy is mine. I'm sorry that you, My number four is for the way I felt when this song was sang. So it wasn't the performance. I could give a shit about the words, the people singing it. It was more about the side-by-side scene that was happening as this was happening. This is the mid-season finale. This is my life would suck without you because this is the moment that Will and Emma had their first kiss. I thought I'd be waiting the whole season for it. And they got their early baby and it was a song that didn't have to happen and it was hot at the moment. So it's perfectly done. I don't know. I just was like, finally, I feel something and we're halfway through a season of a show that I'm supposed to like, and I'm doing a goddamn podcast on it. So I better get on board fast. And that one kept me somewhat happy. I would like to say you hated Glee probably the first six episodes we recorded. And then the middle six, you were like, it's okay. <laughs> and then last episode, I feel like you might be turning into a, I like 
<laughs> I cried several times last episode. It's a, it, it was good. It was I felt things, and I I've said before I don't feel things on the show, but I felt things. So good on him. Can Ryan Murphy create shows now? Oh, is that, he allowed to? Don't go that far. <laughs> it takes a village. Okay. Uh, my number four song is "Bad Romance," and I can't add a song to this top five without including my favorite episode. My favorite episode in all of Glee. Not all of Glee. In all of season one is theatricality. In episode 20 of Glee, theatricality, bad romance. It's the Glee plus Lady Gaga plus Kiss. It is just like a great episode. And bad romance always gets me when Santana does her little riff. It shoots me into the heavens. (laughs) I I get wet. So (laughs) that is my number four song. It is bad romance. Speaking of getting wet, my number three song. Where's their wetness in the show? <laughs> starts at a car wash ah. and ends on a stage as Mercedes sings about busting your windows out. And I, for the first time, knew that this gal had even more range than I already expected. And she wasn't just the kind of bring her in to hit a note. She was the, I can hold a performance. I can have my background bitches and I can be the badass front bitch as I tag down the song and bust your goddamn windows out. And it was a moment and it's a moment that makes me think about my predictions. It makes me think about trying to figure out whether or not Kurt was going to like drive a car because he was talking about whatever the fuck that prediction was. So it was just a perfect little out of nowhere song that took us from the wet car wash to the stage. And I will say that was a great song because it led to Kurt coming out. Exactly. Like, I will say in all of Glee, some of the best moments are with Mike O'Malley. Yeah. He really makes you feel something. And so I like that 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 episode was early, early Early. (laughs) season one. Um, But it was good. My number three is from what I would assume is your favorite episode of Glee so far, which is from Power of Madonna. Uh And my favorite song is from that. Number three on my list, Like a Prayer. <laughs> it is a good, once again, continuing thinking about all my favorite songs. The moment where you have the choir on stage and then a curtain comes up and there's other singers there, it always gets me. <laughs> it always wrecks my shit. And Like a Prayer is one of those things. You have Leah Michelle hitting crazy notes. You have Amber Riley hitting crazy notes. You have these two powerhouse vocalists who you would not think are singing, neither of them are made to sing Madonna songs, right? Right, Like, Amber Riley sings very soulful music. Leah Michelle sings Broadway bops. Together, magic. Magic. Like a prayer. So good.
I don't have a good segue. My number two is, is the song that made me think maybe this time I'm interested in this show <laughs> because April Rhodes and Rachel Berry came together in the most interesting Broadway ensemble of a song that I didn't really know too much about, but was able to showcase range. It was able to showcase women. It was able to showcase the ability of this show to slightly be happening in the moment, but happening inside their heads, but being such an iconic situation that everyone takes notice. So maybe this time is the song that I thought was probably my number two. It was exciting. It had flair. I did write down maybe this time as an honorable mention, just so you know. So they were close. They were like right there close to the top five, but just didn't quite make it. But my number two is Rose's turn when Kurt was singing kind of about his dad and Michael Malley is watching the whole thing. Yep. And that is a that was a moment for me. I mean, he I think that's the first time that we really get to see Kurt's vocals shine to the extent that he can sing. Yeah. And it was a great moment in television history. For me! For me! For me! Rose's turn was actually my honorable mention. It was my, in case I don't do this one, I might do this one. Yes, I agree. I think that was, it was powerful. It was a, it was a focal vocal. The first time we had focal vocals on this show. It's true. It was something. So my number so one. So Zach, what is your favorite song from season one? My favorite song. Can I guess first? Yeah. Is it Vogue? <laughs> my favorite song is an episode that I just couldn't stop watching. It was the first time that I didn't tap the remote to be like, is this over yet? Because it just kept going and going and hit after hit for an artist that I never really paid too much attention to, that I never really cared about. But this was the moment where not only did I take notice, but that two of our kind of co-stars also got to take some notice, and Kurt and Mercedes, as they helped propel Coach Sue Sylvester to fucking stardom and to have Sue Sylvester star in a goddamn music video, a prediction I would have never made in a million years. The most unsuspecting performance of the first season, in my eyes, absolutely. It is Vogue by Sue Sylvester mixing in her little words, capitalizing on her confidants as she got to issue just (laughs) verbal berations and yet actual good vibrations. Unlike the funk episode that we all know I hated. (laughs) It was just so good. And I literally ever since that episode 
have when I don't know what to listen to out and about in the car or wherever I'm at, I put on the Madonna Essentials. And that's why, because of that episode. Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire, Sue Sylvester, dance on air. They had style, they had grace. Rita Hayworth gave good face. Lauren, Catherine, Lana too. Will Schuster, I hate you. That made you a Madonna fan? I guess so. Oh, wow. Glee bringing people to new music every day. Yep. Madonna said, like a prayer, I need more fans because I can't put out good music anymore. (laughs) And it turns out (laughs) that, you know, the hits kept on coming in that episode. Well, my favorite, my number one best song in season one is One Less Bell to Answer slash A Home Is Not A Home. Oh God, you were obsessed with this shit. With Kristen Chenoweth. And Will Schuster, Matthew Morrison, <laughs> yeah. I listen to this song probably once a week. Yeah. There's just a moment, and I, sometimes I watch it. I listen to it sometimes, and sometimes I watch it. But the moment where she throws the covers off of her, and she just gets, like, real emotional. Yeah. And I'm like, April Rhodes, <laughs> fuck me up. <laughs> I mean, you know this is a Kristen Chenna with approved podcast. Oh, for right? sure. Everyone knows that. Yeah. And I just can't get over it. That moment. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is. There's something about it. I think of that. And then I think of when Kristen Chenoweth was in RV and she hits her tits with um, the uh, tambourine. Yeah. Those are the two best Kristen Chenoweth moments in history. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a call out. What a call out to 2009's. Sure. RV, I think is what that is. Wow. All right. Well, yeah. Also, speaking of Kristen Chenoweth, have you seen her TikTok no. recently? Uh uh-uh. oh. She made a TikTok where she redid, redid Popular from Wicked. Okay. Right. Probably her best vocal in Wicked because that's the song focused around her. Sure. And she made it all about Kamala Harris. Oh. It is I might have great. to go subscribe. She's like, or follow. we're going to see Kamala. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck yes, Kristen. Fuck my shit all the way up because you're that bad bit. I... I can't. <laughs> okay. So that is my favorite song. Oh, boy. And I do have one more question for you, Zach. What? I didn't tell you this beforehand, but do you have a favorite moment in Glee so far that you really think like that was a, I remember that, that sort of thing. Yeah. I, you, you touched on it earlier. Um, you know, I was, I was looking through winking at you. I was looking through the, you know, all the responses that you received to our sin is your favorite moments. And I thought, Oh yeah, absolutely. Anytime Sue criticized Will's hair, anytime Sue went to her diary, here I am, dear diary, here I am about to turn 30. And I said, those are good moments. Those are great moments. Those are iconic moments. Times we've even quoted the great Sue Sylvester herself. But my favorite moment was the Bert, the Kurt and the Finn moment because not only because I already hated Finn, but mostly just because I didn't see that leap of character coming from the dad who 
somehow didn't know and yet probably knew and yet didn't want to know and didn't want to admit to himself that maybe his kid wasn't going to be, you know, the sports player that he liked or whatever thought he might want. And despite doing the football team, you know, just to have his dad come and watch him win a game, those were moments. But this was the time when a moment became, as we say on the show too often, iconic because he stuck up for his son to like one of his classmates, but also his potentially soon to be stepbrother. And I don't know. It was just so powerful because I, I don't know. I don't have anything. <laughs> I, I, there, there's nothing about my life that has been hard like that. You know, I've never had to deal with that or have anybody stick up for me for anything, but I can imagine. And I, you know, I have friends where I'm like, I can imagine and seeing it put onto the screen, the small screen to a prime time screen back in 2009, 2010, like I can only imagine how powerful that was then because it was just as powerful in 2021. Yeah, for me, there's lots of things as you said. I mean, faithfully, I think is honestly, even though it's a song, just as a moment in general, kind of like helps wrap up all the emotions I felt, you know? And I also love the scene in Glee when... They're at the football game and Kurt kicks that field goal and you see the first look of like pride go over Mike O'Malley's face. I love, even though it's really sad, but the scene where Will realizes that Terry isn't pregnant. Oh, yeah. Like that's a really impactful scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The anger. The anger that he feels. And I mean, I would feel the same anger, you know? Um, also the scene where they're like all singing at Quinn, even though it's awkward, (laughs) it still like makes me feel something out of it, you know? And the scene with the deaf choir, I mean, it's awkward, (laughs) but you feel something, you know, (laughs) like it's, those are just like crazy weird scenes. But for me, it's the same scene that you just said that really theatricality, I think when, there's two scenes in it that really are my favorite, which is when Bert stands up for Kurt to Finn. And he was like, why would you call my son? Like, why would you say that in my house? Like those, that moment where he's just like calling Finn out. And then immediately after when Finn is standing up for Kurt in the hallway and with Azimio and Krofsky, like it's just like a really impactful moment. So that is, though that is my favorite moment in Glee, which is what you said, which is when Bert stands up to Finn. For Kurt. Yeah. I thought about asking you what your, so far, what your least and favorite uh, characters are, but I knew that would just become a least favorite uh, rabbit hole for myself <laughs> when I talk about Finn <laughs> and his uh, goddamn stupid look and dumb personality. And it, it, it's just the weirdest thing to me. And maybe I'll wrap this up, you know, but it's the weirdest thing to me that I, that this is the lead of this show. Because it like it starts to focus on him, and there's just like there's like ten episodes of just like he's the lead and blah 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 blah, blah. and like I don't know, it was just the weirdest lead that you could pick. Like I don't even know why there was a lead in the first place on this show. Like it, it makes sense to have Rachel kind of be that person, but maybe she's overwhelming and somehow he's not. I don't know. It was just a strange decision, and I hope that they continue this kind of like we've gotten away from that and we want to focus on everybody because that's interesting. And there's so many more storylines to be told, but 
I, it's, it's just the weirdest. I don't even know if it's a casting decision or if it's just a character written decision. It's just weird. And I, I never, I just never appreciated him. And I know Megan's probably like screaming and throwing her phone against the wall right now. <laughs> but Megan, you're wrong. I, I just don't understand what you see in him. And maybe there's something that comes up that changes my mind, but I highly doubt it. I don't think I have a least favorite person in Glee. Oh, I really God. don't. There's got to be somebody this season who just really rubbed you the wrong way, even though you always love to be rubbed the wrong way. (laughs) I mean, I guess I could say Figgins, but like, I mean, I in general love every member of New Directions. And I think I've told you this before, but I have a I have a theory like deep down that the actual protagonist of Glee is is Kurt. Oh, okay. Even though he doesn't have a lot of singing parts, I feel like when we see like outstanding character development, yeah, it has to do with him. Sure. You know? Sure. Yeah. Even though like some of the character development has to do with Finn or has to do with Rachel, it's still he is the reason that happened. Defying gravity, he threw it to Rachel. You and know? not to make this a uh, a show that's oops all gay, but you know, it's glee. So is do you think that is because that there could not be a gay lead at the time? Like, I don't know. I mean, it might have been. I mean, it's 2009, and even then, I mean, <laughs> Ellen barely had a show at that point. You know, she and there, I feel like it was the early 2000s or late 90s when she was fired from her sitcom for being gay. You know, and I think it's I think it would be hard to think that a lead character could be gay at the time. Even now, name a show on the television now that has a lead character who's queer other than euphoria. That's the only one I can think of is euphoria. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing comes to mind. It's, I mean, it's just, it's still very rare. So my theory is that Kurt is technically and actually the actual um, protagonist of Glee. Here are some bloopers from us recording season one of Glee. As long as you like, and subscribe and rate us and follow us on social media, we will see you next time. I I don't like saying and. I always say and you no longer, you know. I don't know if and is Just the right say, word. Just um, say, or will we glee you next time? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you say and. You've already seen it. You know what I'm going to do. All right, team me up again. Team me up. And you don't already make... <laughs> No, don't take my line. Team me up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next time. That one. And you already That's missed it. Line? <laughs> no. <laughs> and we will see oh, you fuck. next time. <laughs> you no longer missed it. We just told you. And that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> But now we're getting into the episode. So let's get into episode. Oh, uh, I didn't write the summary. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you have one job. (laughs) Once upon a time, my friend Jake. Fuck that fucking dog. I fucking hate that dog. (laughs) There's one dog in this world that I would kill. Much like Kevin Spacey does in the first episode of House of Cards. And it is that one. Um, hang on. I like no, you can do no. as many takes as you want. I can start over with that. Edit it uh, all together. <laughs> my, as soon as I was 
about to say the next sentence. My my body was like, you can't talk anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, on the 19th episode, there's a new school administrator trying to disband the Glee Club. Glee, Glee, Glee Club, Glee Club. (laughs) Why is that so hard to say? (laughs) Anyways, okay, take three. This is is the better one. I, I would like I would like the uh, all listeners to know I've never once fucked up the summary of this. Okay, well I'm no illiterate. literally in the last episode, Megan. I had I kept both takes in because you fucked it up twice. <laughs> no, okay. Anyways, <clears throat> this is it. This is it, guys. I feel it in my bones. Here's some of your favorite things from season one that you sent in to us that we are now sharing with the group, <laughs> the class. Okay. So Kaylee, I'm choosing to say Kaylee instead of Callie because we already have a Callie on this show. And I know someone or knew someone growing up who also spelled their name K A L L I. So Kaylee messaged us saying, I think my favorite performances from this season are like a prayer, Jesse's girl and don't laugh. She says, but give up the funk. Uh, I am laughing on the inside. You you are dead wrong, Kaylee. Um, and then she retorted to me, and sorry, Zach, but my favorite character in this season is Finn. Um, you know, emoji smiley face. Uh, now, okay, you're wrong. That's all I'll say. You're wrong. You're insane. But maybe, maybe I'll start to like, I don't know. But in this season, you're wrong. Jordan messaged us on Instagram to say that Total Eclipse of the Heart is definitely one of the best performances of the whole show. I think it might be one of my faves only because Finn isn't really in it, lol. But just to flex, I got a 100% on this song on the Glee Wii game, and I think it's my biggest accomplishment. And I also love your podcast and listen to it almost every day. Well, Zach, someone agrees with you that Finn sucks, because I don't know. You're alone on that one. Wait, I don't think Callie likes him either. Hmm, I guess we'll see. Also, Matt messaged us saying that his favorite moments were Mercedes singing Bust Your Windows. Yes, Matt, I agree. I agree. Oh, and when Rachel lost her voice singing The Climb. You basically read our minds. You read our minds. That's exactly right. Um, What a ridiculous moment. Thank you all for sending in your favorite moments, your best of moments. Thank you so much for joining us for this best of season one of Glee. I mean, I think this is a great time for us all to kind of recap what we just went through, what we just watched together. (laughs) The emotional trauma, the ear trauma, sometimes when, you know, there's bad songs happening, such as Rachel not being able to sing and getting laryngitis. Ah, the climb. (laughs) Oh yeah. That Miley shit show. Uh Uh-huh. I, you know what I just saw? On social media. It might have been on TikTok, but there was there's a theory that the reason that they did that was because Miley Cyrus tweeted at the time that Glee is an awful show and no one should ever watch it. And so then Ryan Murphy was like, fuck you. I'm going to have your first song you, we've ever seen from you be a shit song. Ouch. I don't know if it's true because the actual <laughs> article of her saying that she doesn't like Glee was in 2010, and obviously this song was performed Wait, before that. She said it or she tweeted it? There was times where she was tweeted that she didn't like Glee, but there was oh. an actual interview with like Vanity Fair okay. where she was like, Glee sucks. 
Highly possible. Highly possible. But when she said that, it was after this show was recorded. So I'm like, I don't really know if it's positive, but I could see Ryan Murphy being a petty bitch and being oh, like, sure. we're going <laughs> to we're going to make it awful. Right. Yeah. So highly possible. You never know. Who's to say? Well, thank you so much for joining us today for our best of season one of Glee. And we will see you next time. I feel like I have to change my ending. Why? Because uh, we didn't talk about an episode or, you know, just say we'll glee you next time. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, a special best of episode special. Uh, that's funny. All right. Do your outro again. And we will glee you next time. Wait, what? No, you're supposed to say, and we'll see you next time. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb ass. <laughs> you took my line. And we will see you next time. <laughs> Or will we glee you next time? Hell yeah. Wait a minute. We changed that.